Hi there. My name is Kevin Cross. You may know me as the Toll Man, or perhaps the Herald of Doomsday, or maybe you've even heard of me as the most vicious shooter in professional wrestling. But right now, you're listening to Pro Wrestling Nation. another amazing awesome stupendous exciting episode of pro wrestling nation my name of course is funky samadina and i will be your host through this wild ride of wrestling and comedy and comedy and wrestling uh check out pro wrestling nation every single week hopefully on reddragonsradio.com hypotheticalcomedy.com and anywhere your punk ass finds podcasts that was a cheap little plug. Um, anyways, what's up, you guys? My name is Funky Sam Medina. I think I think I made that uh, perfectly clear earlier in the uh, in the podcast. So uh, quit asking me my name, please. Uh, let's move on. So I'm excited. I'm doing a lot of comedy. I know this isn't like a comedy podcast, but like, come on, just like this is my outlet. This is where I talk to people. Like, I need to talk to somebody. Come on, it's been so long. Uh, we had our, our hypothetical comedy show last week at Tommy T's. That's kind of why I haven't really been doing many podcasts lately because I've been really like preparing for that. I've been doing mics, I've been promoting, I've been just pulling my hair out. Not literally, of course. Um, it's been a lot of fun, though. It's been a lot of fun. It was a hypothetical comedy's two year anniversary show. Um, yeah, at this local club here, Tommy T's in Pleasanton, and it was a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, we had 52 people in the audience, which is cool, you know, because we're just a, it was our third show, you know, it was our third show in a comedy club. We had 52 people. I promoted my ass off and, uh, yeah, it was a good time. It was a good time. Uh, Paul Conyers was the headliner. Tammy T. Love was the feature act. And then I hosted and Athena was on the show along with Erie Diamond and, uh, Eric Newton. And, uh, yeah, it was cool. We had a couple guest spots too, uh, Anyway, y'all, um, and then yesterday uh, we did this other show at this place in Walnut Creek, and it was really cool, really cool. I had a good time. I uh, got some cool pictures of that. So go look at the pictures. Go look at them. What are we here for? 
Wrestling. What do we want? Wrestling. What do we need? Um, not all snow. Definitely not all snow. So, uh, uh, quick, quick little thing. Quick little thing. Uh, I guess, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit about the rumors. The AEW rumors. Uh, it's rumored that uh, CM Punk and Brian Danielson have both signed contracts in wrestling capacity, uh, which is cool. I mean, if, if this is true, like if, if they are both going to come into AEW and wrestle, like this is going to blow the roof off of things. Um, it's going to put AEW, it's going to skyrocket AEW. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be massive. It's going to be huge. It's going to be like, like bigger than the radicals jumping, you know? Uh, I don't think they'll be coming in together. That would be kind of silly if they did. They're like Radicals 2.0. Radicals with an S. <laughs> um, oh, man. So, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's likely that Brian Danielson signed. And he's ready to go. Because he, he, he still wrestles. He wants to wrestle. Uh, he wants creative control, I'm sure. Uh, WWE... It's funny because, like, WWE, you know, puts these handcuffs on them and uh, they want a lot more creative control. And so they go to AEW where, like, people like Chris Jericho in the 90s, uh, like, 99, he went to WWE for less money because he wanted more creative input. And now it's just the opposite. So uh, I can see Brian Danielson going uh, to AEW to wrestle. Uh, he's done everything there is to do in WWE. He's won, like, every title, uh, two world titles at the same time, even. You know, this guy he's even was even a member of the Wyatt family. This guy. Maybe he'll come in as the new leader of uh, the Dark Order. <laughs> That'd be ridiculous. I can see Punk actually uh, being the leader of the Dark Order before Brian Danielson. Um, you know, his wife left. His wife is retired. Um, he's probably made his money. You know, he's done the, the announcer thing. He's done the talking thing. Uh, he's been world champion. And I, I just feel like he's done it all. Like he like there's nothing there's no reason for him to stay in WWE, especially when he can go and like have a lot more creative input on what he's doing. You know, because that's that's the that's the goal, right? John Moxley, Chris Jericho, like these guys are living like the best life, right? Because they're in a big company, they're on TV, they're making money, I think, and they're able to really have a most creative control of their comp of their of their of their character. And it's like the, the olden days when they talk about, we used to just sit in the car and, and, and talk about what we were going to do and, and plan our feud out and this and that and drive 500 miles. That's what they're doing now in AEW, kind of, right? But they're not, like, driving together. I guess they're just, like, playing World of Warcraft. I don't know. Um, so I can, see, I can see him, you know, going to AEW. I think it would be super cool. Uh, for Brian Danielson to have a run to do cool shit, you know, um, it'd be really cool. You know, the matches, the dream matches he could have uh, against people he's never faced or people he's never faced in AEW, like Daniel Bryan, or Brian Danielson versus Christian versus Chris Jericho versus Maxwell J. Friedman. Um, who I mean, there's a, anybody, everybody, you know, there's so many people that that he can match up with that he's probably never had a match with or at least hasn't in a long time. And I think that'd be super cool. Like Mark Henry in the big show. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, CM Punk, right? Uh, CM Punk, there's rumors that he's going to, to 
come in and be a be a wrestler? Like, come on, really? CM Punk hasn't wrestled in over seven years. You know what's he gonna do? What's he gonna do? Wrestle? He hasn't wrestled in over seven years. I don't even think he's in ring shape. I don't know. What I don't even know what ring shape is. You know, um, I just don't think that he, you know his body's gonna be able to take it. I have seven years of sitting on the couch. I don't know what he's been doing for seven years, but I'm assuming he hasn't been in the ring. He hasn't been getting body slammed. He hasn't been getting choke slammed. He hasn't been getting um, other kinds of slammed. He wasn't, right? Unless, I mean, unless he was doing it with his wife. I don't know. But um, I just don't see him being a wrestler. I really don't. At this stage in his life, right? Uh, I mean, I guess, you know, he's been gone for seven years, but he did UFC. So he's in some kind of, some kind of um, get beaten up shape. I guess, but yeah, he hasn't wrestled in so long, so I just don't see it happening. Uh, it'll be interesting though to see what happens. Uh, Tony Khan made a big announcement that on August twenty second or something that they're going to have some big event in Chicago, and then he's like, "Oh, that's his debut. That's his debut. That's CM Punk's debut." Maybe, right? I mean, CM Punk could probably potentially start a lot sooner than Brian Danielson, just depending on contracts and creative. You know, um, what's it called? Uh, no compete clauses. That's what I was trying to think of. No compete clauses. Punk doesn't got a contract. Punk doesn't got a no compete clause. Punk can start tomorrow, uh, but they're probably gonna save him for this big show in Chicago. You know, uh, maybe he'll be a general manager. I, they probably have enough of those though, because they have the big show. He's not a general manager, but he's like a talker, a retired wrestler who's a talker. Uh, Mark Henry, uh, Christian's got one foot out the door. You know, to be to be not a wrestler anymore. Uh, speaking of Christian, what the hell are they doing with Christian? I, I look to see what happens on Dynamite, and Christian's just doing six-man tags with the Jurassic Express. Christian is doing six-man tags with the Jurassic Express, okay? I know that he's had his day, he's had his run, his time is up, my time is now, right? I know, I know, he's old. But he came in here with expectations I guess they were my expectations. But, like, he came in here with expectations of going against, like, Kenny Omega and, like, Adam Page and, like, the Young Bucks and, and like, these top-tier guys. Cody, right? Uh, I guess he had a match with Kazarian. But, like, Christian came in like a big star. Like, okay, imagine if Christian came in a TNA, right, in 2005 or six or whatever, whenever he did this. Right? He went to TNA. He, he showed his foot. And he just showed him, and he was there, and he debuted. He had this little tiny feud with uh, with Team Canada because they tried to recruit him, and he said no. Like, that didn't last very long, you know, but, like, then he went up the card. But it's like he's going down the card now. It's like he's just coming in, you know, oh, I'm here now, I'm hot shit. Let me go be in a six-man tag with Luke Perry's son and this guy dressed like a dinosaur, you know, like. Come on, Christian. I, I really wanted to see bigger things for him. This is his run. I feel like he could have done better things in WWE. I think he could have been in more predominant storylines in WWE. You know, he's in the end of his career. He should have just stayed. I don't think Christian should have jumped. Should, blah, blah, blah. I can't even talk. I don't think Christian should have jumped. I really don't. You know, he'll be, maybe he'll be... I really can't talk. He'd be making more money in WWE... He'd be working with his best friend, Edge, in WWE. You know, he has the tenure. Um, I don't know. He wouldn't have creative control, but I'm sure he wouldn't be wrestling again, you know, with Jumping Jack Perry or whatever his name is. Um, yeah, that's what Jim Ross calls him, right? Jack, 
Jumping Jack Perry. He wouldn't be wrestling with Jumping Jack Perry if he wasn't WWE. He'd be wrestling with Edge and Roman Reigns and and I don't know who's in the, who else is in the main event. AJ Styles. I guess he's a tag team champion, but that's okay. That's okay. Christian did he did the jump. He's fine. Whatever. He's Jurassic Christian now. Um, that's cool, I guess. Uh, anyway, I was talking about CM Punk. Uh, I don't see CM Punk being a wrestler. Uh, I guess he can if he wants to. You know, he was in the UFC, so he's in some kind of fighting shape. At some point, he was. Um, even though he kind of wants us to forget it. And Stephanie McMahon really, really burned him. I, uh, I'm going to sneeze. Hold on. I'm only kidding, you guys. I would never just like pause the recording to sneeze. That was a joke. I inserted a joke there, so I hope you guys laugh about it um, at the end of the day. Um, yeah, so... What was I saying? Uh, Christian, CM Punk, AEW, uh, Jumpin' Jack Perry, Jim Ross. I forgot what I was talking about. Let's just go into the show, you guys. I sat down with Malaysian comedian Brendan Goh. Uh, Brendan, uh, he told me going into this that he is more of a uh, fan, I guess is the word. Um, he's more into the women wrestling. You know, that's kind of what he likes, and that's his forte. And so we went in there, and we talked about women's wrestling. And you know what? It was a lot of fun. So check out my conversation with Brendan Go uh, out in Malaysia. Uh, it's nighttime for me, so it's morning for him right now. So whenever you're listening to this, uh, just remember that. There's about 12 hours difference, somewhere like 9 or 10 hours, something like that. It was cool, though. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, talked to Brendan uh, about, you know, some of his favorite women's wrestlers and uh, some epic storylines and some epic times. And we kind of gave opinions on, on different things like the women's evolution. I don't know if it's the women's evolution or the women's revolution. I think at one point they changed it from one to the other, but I don't pay close enough to attention to really know. Anyway, you guys, uh, check out Brendan on Instagram at Brenda LaCreme. Check me out on Instagram at Funky Sam Medina. On Twitter at, you guessed it, Funky Sam Medina. But also PWN Podcast. PWN Podcast on Twitter is where I do most of my wrestling things. Oh, shit, it's 8.32. I got to go. Um, I'll talk to you guys later. Check out the conversation with Brendan. And uh, peace out. Thank you. Welcome back to Pro Wrestling Nation. I am still your host. My name is Funky Sam Medina, and I went. I I I can't even talk. I am here uh, with Malaysian stand-up comedian Brendan Go. How you doing, Brendan? Hi, Sam. I'm doing great today. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's evening time for me. It's morning for you. Yeah. Um, you know, so either way, either way, I'm good. I'm glad it's evening time because if it was morning time, I'd be going to work. Oh yeah, I totally understand. Yeah, because uh, actually, I I'm supposed like my job right now is like so crazy that uh, my boss actually forced me to take a day off. <laughs> oh nice, so that, that's awesome. Yeah, so that I just can clear my leaves and just stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, I did introduce you as Malaysian comedian. Are you? Yeah. Born, were you born and raised in Malaysia? Yeah, I'm born and raised in Malaysia. I come from a small town. Well, it used to be a small town uh, called Kuching, Sarawak, Malaysia. Okay. Yeah, but now I live in the capital in Kuala Lumpur. Yeah. Ooh, in the big city. 
Yes. Big city. <laughs> yeah, I know it's KL. KL. Yes, it's called KL. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Nice. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm just quite different than uh, than what I'm used to. Like, um, what's it like just living in Greenland, Malaysia? I mean, I'm sure, you know, you've seen uh, you, you stuff among the U.S. and stuff like that as a comparison. Okay. Well, something that makes, I guess, uh, Americans and Malaysians really at home one another is that we're both lands founded by immigrants and our racism is like top notch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I'm a Chinese person who speaks fluent English, right? So like they, they like a joke that you call me is like a, I'm a banana. So I'm like, you know, yellow on the outside, white on the inside. <laughs> yeah, but um, we're yeah. known for obviously our uh, we're known for our really really great food. We have different states, different food. Uh, we have our inner competition with Laksa, you know. Uh, you have like Americans and Canadians. Like you guys like to rib each other sometimes, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, yes, it's the same thing between Malaysians and Singaporeans. So okay, yeah. We kind of, nice. yeah. So there's of, a, a little bit of familiarity uh, here and there. A friendly rivalry kind of thing. Yeah, family rivalry like kind of thing. Yeah, we also have uh, our own Florida as well, where all the weird shit happens. I just can't <laughs> remember which state, but uh, yeah, there one is of one states. of those states. How many yes, states? Are one there? of those. How many states are there? Uh, how many I think states? Fourteen states. Nice, nice. I just looked at the population because we were talking about the COVID numbers and how things are going up. I looked at the population. It's almost 4 million. Yep. And we're at 17,000 daily cases. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I said it's almost at 4 million. It's almost at 32 million. Yeah, it's 32 million. What? I was like, it shouldn't be that little, but it's okay. <laughs> numbers I got my face. Me. You just believe me. It's all right. There's 12 people. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm sure you know all 12 of them. Um, <laughs> that's cool though. I mean, that's not cool, but nah, nah, 12 of them don't be comedians. Uh, yeah, there's like only 12 of us. Um, so, uh, comedy, how long have you been doing comedy? Uh, I started, I think, in 2019, like December 2019. Oh, nice. Uh, Just before uh, the pandemic happens. I think, or is it 18? Oh my God. I think oh. it's quite a while ago. I think it's 18. <laughs> Let's just call it 18. Okay. I remember there was a year I was performing full time before the pandemic happened. Okay. So then it so. probably was 18 because if it was 19, you performed for like four months. And you had to <laughs> yeah. I'll perform by four months, which doesn't sound right. So yeah, it should be 18. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, what, what, um, what's your background as far as comedy goes? Like, who are you comedy? Like who's inspired you? And uh, what was the reason why you got into comedy? Um, who as to say who has inspired me i would say like i i mean all the guys would say like george carlin or jerry seinfeld um mine is more female influence you know i love kathy griffin uh i usually watch like all of her bravo specials on youtube <laughs> when it was available by then yeah and, and it was so funny uh i never thought that stand-up comedy would be my thing you know i was actually more interested in theater and pursuing in acting uh, but then I met actors and I did not like them. And I felt like, <laughs> you know what? Let me try to give stand-up comedy a try and found out that, you know, you're like your own actor, writer, producer, and that kind of thing. And it, it's yeah. like kind of like low frills in a way. Yeah. So I thought, okay, I'm, I'll try this. And then I got good at it. And I was like, okay, let me stick to this and then see where it goes, you know? Yeah. Like, Obviously, other than Kathy Griffin, I'll say like Eliza Schlesinger, um, Ali Wong. Oh, Ali Wong's from here. She's from San Francisco. 
Oh my gosh, you guys are in the same town. Oh my. Well, I'm not in San Francisco, but I'm in the Bay Area. I'm about an hour from it. And so, mm-hmm. but, but, you know, I'm in the San Francisco comedy scene and she's, she's from that scene. And uh, oh. there's this theater in the Tenderloin. I'm not sure if you know what the Tenderloin is. It's an area in San Francisco where um, it's really run down. There's a lot of homeless people and it's just generally not a safe place to be. Um, mm-hmm. There's a, there's a comedy mic called uh, Our Little Theater and it seats like 12 people. Like it does not seat very many people. It's a very, it's like probably about the size of your room that you're in right now. Okay. And it's a pretty small room, you know, for, for comedy. And I love it though. I love it just because it's it's grassroots. It's it's you know, people in the room is just like it's just comedy, you know, it's just down and dirty comedy. Uh she mentioned our little theater in her book as the worst place that she's ever done comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Then, uh it was uh, I believe it was the brainwash, uh, this bar that's no longer in San Francisco. Um, that she like, listed as her favorite place. And the ironic part is, is the same guy runs both of those shows. Both of those mics. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. That is so interesting. But yeah, she's cool. She's cool. I don't know. So awesome. I'm saying she's so cool. like, like we're buddies, you know. I don't know her. I've never met her. But um, it's cool that she's kind of giving the San Francisco comedy scene the rub a little bit. Oh, that's so nice. That's so sweet of her. You know. Uh, <laughs> I love her so much. Yeah, kind of not say obsessed, but you know, like it's okay. You can say obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> she's not listening. She's not listening. So okay, okay. You know, it's okay. like it's like not the Mariah Carey level of like, why are you so obsessed with me? But yeah, yeah. almost there. Right? You know, like, I never met either one of them, but I would say she's probably nice to Mariah Carey. <laughs> you know, Mariah Carey's been famous for a lot longer, and she has probably a lot more money. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I said the more money you have, the meaner you are. That's just my guess. I guess I think it's a good guess. I mean, look at Bezos. Um, I know, right? Let's not go there. He's in space, leave him alone. Um, <laughs> I don't even know if he's in space. Let's talk about um, wrestling. Let's talk about wrestling. So, uh, just stand up comedy before we before we uh, go into wrestling. Uh, what was it like for you to? Uh, did you do Zoom comedy? I, I don't. I didn't really see you around the mics and stuff, so I didn't really know you. For I go. Oh, here's the thing. Like, I I have a full time job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I do perform all my like game material and all my stuff at um, usually at this place called uh, Stand Stand Up Set Up Comedy. That's the one in Canada, which like okay. they run once every two weeks. Nice. Uh, Laughter Nonconforming, which is this LGBT mic uh, specifically that was run in New York by this amazing person called Dana Friedman. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, that one, yeah, I have to get up like 6 a.m. in the morning just to do those mics. Yeah, so that makes that sense. Was, <laughs> that was fun. Um, because of where you are, yeah. And yeah, different times. So that's like a 12-hour difference. More I think that's that. like the most easiest to keep track to because it's like 6 and 6 instead of like the PST times where they're like 6 and 11 and I get confused. And then after that, I, I was I scared I'll miss out. But um other than that, usually I just hang around the local mics, like uh, Laughing Gas in Malaysia, run by Fiona. Okay. And then uh, there's this recently, I joined one in Cambodia, actually. And that oh, one nice. was fun as well. Yeah. Do you do them in other languages do you, or do you just do English? <laughs> oh, no, I do English. Okay. Okay. Nice. That's cool. There's, there's, I've seen other mics and stuff, other languages. It's pretty cool. I, I couldn't do it myself, but it's pretty um, interesting that people, you know, some people can do that. 
yeah, there there are some people who do like comedy in different languages. Yeah. Uh, I am extremely prominent, but I'm not confident in my multilingual skills enough to perform <laughs> in a different language. There's yeah. a uh, there's a comedian from my area named Felipe Esparza. He won the last season uh, the last season of Last Comic Standing. Um, so you know he's he's like pretty famous now, and um, he did two specials like like back to back. And mm-hmm. it was the same special, but he did it in English and then he did it in Spanish. I thought that was super cool. Oh my god! Are we talking like word for word the same thing? And you know, like- I don't speak Spanish. I don't know if it was word for word the same thing, um, but it's it, it's essentially the same show. Oh wow! Yeah, that is impressive. Yeah, yeah, that is so. So uh, that is impressive. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's on Netflix or something or um, some one of those streaming services. Um, so uh, tell me about like how you got into wrestling and how you kind of became hooked to it and became a fan. Um, I, as a kid, uh, other than cartoons, the other one I think I would remember was watching like WWE Raw or something like that. Well, it was WWF at that time. Yeah. And there's these guys, right? I think there was like Kane and 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 uh, The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know, they started like stunning each other, hitting people with chairs, and we were like, "What is this? This is so much fun!" And we just kind of got, got hooked on there. But then I saw like the fe- the female performers or the divas at the time called you know like Trish, Lita, Tori Wilson, Candice Michelle, and I was like. Okay, this is more my speed. I mean, like, I know they get like a lot of flack because like there's a lot of hair pulling. There's not really a lot of liver skill. But you know, I I was like as a young gay boy who didn't realize who's gay at the time. But for me, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. I like girls tearing each other apart. <laughs> That's but, super cool uh, that that uh, you you said you didn't realize you were gay at the time, but then you were drawn to like the women's side of the wrestling just naturally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it was like. Wow. And then when looking back, I was like, wow, that must be like the straightest part of me. You know, <laughs> you know um, <laughs> like like that era has a really bad rap as far as women's wrestling goes. Uh, but like Trish, you mentioned Trish, you know, she was the, one of the biggest parts of it. And I feel like, yeah, yeah like Tori Wilson wasn't a good wrestler, like Candice Michelle, like, uh, you know, whatever, all these other girls, they, they weren't really there. Like you said, hair pulling and bra and panty matches and whatever. Yes. Like Trish went from in 2000 to not knowing how to wrestle to in 2006 when she retired she's going down as the greatest women's wrestler of all time it was seven championships seven time champion wow yeah. i didn't even know that okay yeah she 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 took the title seven times at that time she has the most title reigns among any other female performer in i guess wwe period you know yeah, yeah. yeah. Lita had five, I think, something like that. I know that Lita and Trish both won the title and retired, and I think it was like within a month of each other. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah. I think it's like quite like Trish won the title and then retired, and then I think it was like Lita and Mickey fought for the title, and then Mickey retired Lita. So they they mm. it's like it's, they're quite recent to one another. Like yeah. I remember, I was yeah. like, that was okay. why did they retire then? Yeah, that was kind of a big blow, like one, two, right there, like the two top women's. Because you know what? I watched the WWE countdown and Lita was like eight or something, but she should, mm-hmm. she's like two or three of all time, too. Lita was she's eight. definitely two or three. Yeah. Like, I remember quite. seeing her ECW before she was even in the WWF, you know, and she was really, she was a really good women's wrestler and she, she became a lot better and she became a really good women's wrestler. 
Ah, uh, yeah. I, I didn't know that she was on from ECW, though. Yeah, her that name was, was uh, Angelica Miss Congeniality. <laughs> that is so different. And and her, her gimmick was that she was, like, disgusting. Like, you know, she'd scratch herself and... And she would like spit and you know, like like the disgusting girl, and she was Miss Congeniality. Oh my god. So the antithesis of Miss I was like thinking like, oh my gosh, Miss Congeniality. You mean she's like the nicest person in the world, starts waving and being the general sweetheart, and then she turns into this rocker chick. Yeah, like, no, she was the, the gross, like like she was just playing up, like just being as gross as she could be. Uh in ECD. You should look it up. Uh you know, Angel Angelica, Angelica, Angelina. I don't know, something like that. Angel. Okay, so ECW Lita. Yeah, yeah. You should look it up on YouTube sometime. Um, okay. She was, she was blonde too, I believe. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. That's old school, man. ECW. Uh, that that is old school. Yeah, it was yeah. Angelica. It was Angelica. That was her name. Ah, uh, because the ECW I know was the WWE iteration, which was oh like, man, popular. yeah, ECW was. <laughs> It was crazy. Like the real ECW was crazy. WWE ECW was a uh, Vincent Man brought it back to get people to stop chanting it, kind of thing. Ah, understand. Like, oh, you have fond memories of ECW. Well, let's bring it back and make it look terrible. <laughs> I don't know if that's what he really thought, but that's what happened. Understand. Understand. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, uh, Trish and, and Lita retire and stuff like that, and then you know we started actually getting like. Years it took a while. Like we, you know, we had Mickey James and Molly Holly and all these other women, um, but it took a little while. Are you still watching it? Like with the era of like the NXT women, like the Four Horse Women. Uh, We're talking now current one, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love Io Shirai. Like genius. Oh, yeah, she's her technique. I love the moonsault. I love the energy that she puts in the ring every single time. Like if she has a match, I want to watch her. You know. Yeah, like her match with Shasha Banks on Great American Bash. I think like I'm just basing it on the like the most recent memory that I can think of. It, it was really good, and it's one of those matches that I was like, "Oh my gosh, that is so fun to watch!" And the energy that those two individuals brought to the ring with Bailey at the side. I remember she was like honking the car at one time to distract her, and then <laughs> Asuka finishing it with missing Shasha and the way they cover it, the technique then. How they do it with the ring work and the ring storytelling was actually really really amazing it's like one of my favorite matches i would say from that's recent cool. memory that's cool yeah um, speaking of bailey i feel like uh with bailey um they had an opportunity to to make her huge because she was over with the kids a lot and everything and and they brought her in and they just kind of uh they failed to deliver with her i my personal opinion is you know at the time i think still to this day they have trouble um with nxt to the main roster they think they can just continue kind of where they left off but i feel like um they should essentially start all over again right so like bailey should have come in as like as a fan and like you know mr american dream and you know mr flair and all this stuff like she was in nxt and then the audience could have just kind of grown with her um but instead they brought her in to where her nxt heights and um i just feel like she just you know it was all downhill from there because she couldn't get any higher than when she they brought her in. That is true because yeah. if you're talking about her NXT accomplishments, then before her heel turn, I would say that her NXT accomplishments, especially her matches with Shasha, uh, are a lot more of a bigger highlight than say what she did before her heel turn when she went into you know full 
I guess what we call this, what, Karen Bailey or something? <laughs> Karen Bailey. That's a good way to put it. It was a very Karen haircut. Yeah, it really was. My cat was at my door, but then I guess she left. I don't know. Uh, it's um, okay. Bailey's from uh, San Jose, which is my hometown, and she uh, she trained at the Indie Fed that I used to go to. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, the first time I heard oh from God. California, I was like, what? And I kind of looked into I, it and stuff, and yeah, and uh, she kind of came up on the uh, on the scene that I that I you know independent scene in my area. That is so cool. I mean, like I always like to see like people coming from places where before they were famous, and you're like, oh yeah. my gosh, I know this person. It's like it's such a nice fun fact, you know? Like, oh my gosh, she trained here before she became famous. And I was like, wow, really? That's so interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Bailey is yeah, Bailey is fun yeah. though. Uh, I guess like another and a series wrestlers that caught my eye actually. I guess I don't want to be biased, but I'll I'll say Zaya Lee would be the another one that is like catching my eye at the moment. Yeah, I love. Yeah, she did really good in the Mae Young Classic. I haven't really seen much of her since then. She had a title defense with against Raquel Gonzalez recently at okay. uh, one of the episodes of NXT. And she really brought it. She brought the intensity. She really brought the flurry and the aggressiveness, the kicks and everything. And it was really, really good. Um, I guess the reason why she didn't bring her, like her group with her, the Tiansha group with her against Raquel is to like, I guess, protect the group, but Wait, also a group? keep the title on Raquel. Yeah, she has a group called Tiansha. Basically, Under- it's a faction of three Chinese wrestlers. Like, Are they all in like, NXT? Yeah, they're all in NXT. So oh, it's like yeah. Zaili. I missed all that. Who are they? You and Zaili, Boa, and this main character, which oh, okay, Boa's a male, right? Boa's a male. Okay, yeah. I know who that is. He was some yeah. big Chinese um, signee. That was their first big Chinese signee that they had. They had, I think, Hulk Hogan, and they had a big press conference. And yeah, uh, they they. He's like, I think it was like he was the same batch with Zaya in the sense that they're the first batch of Chinese or Asian import wrestlers. To come and train in uh, WWE. Uh, most of them left, I think. It's just Zaya Lee and Ho and Hal. I think. Oh, you mean in the group? Yeah, in, in that in that class of like Chinese NXT oh, wrestlers. In that class. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that might be true. Um, but yeah, Bo has <laughs> been around for a while. I'm glad they see they're doing stuff with them because he was a big, a big deal when they signed him. Oh, really? Okay, okay. I mean, he wasn't a big, I, I don't know if he was a big deal, but like it was like they made a big deal out of signing them. Ah, I understand. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. That's so, cool. yeah. That's cool. I should uh, I should look a little bit more in NXT and see some of the undercard stuff. I've been watching the main event stuff really. Um, that's all. Uh, it, it's just it's so crazy how like NXT has cycled through so many people, you know. And now they're at the point where like Raquel Diaz, not Raquel Diaz, that's uh, Shao Guerrero. Raquel Gonzalez is the uh, the women's champion, and then Carrying uh, Cross is the NXT champion. And I remember when he was on the Indies and stuff, and that's that's super cool. I mean, you know, uh, he was he used to be part of TNA, right? I think he was. He was on Impact for a while. Uh, before that, he was in FSW in Vegas, and I even had him on the podcast a couple times. Uh, was, oh wow yeah yeah i have uh i have like some little intros like you're listening this is kevin cross you're listening to pro wrestling nation you know stuff like that i heard you're samoa joe and i checked out one of your episodes I was oh like, yeah oh, okay. yeah I, hell yeah samoa joe. No, i was like I was okay okay i was like sam sam got connections <laughs> <laughs> yeah <clears throat> that is impressive 
totally. Uh, so what do you think about um, like the whole uh, women's movement, women's uh, evolution? Um, you know, because the women were really, like you said, you know, they were really an afterthought. And then we got the Sasha and we got Bailey and Charlotte. And um, I think personally, uh, a lot of it had to do with the popularity of Ronda Rousey, too. Um, just kind yeah. of showing that you can showcase women athletes and they would draw money. Um, I think a lot of times maybe they were too scared to like to do it without really having proof that it would work. Um, mm. But yeah, so what do you think about this whole like the women coming to the forefront and stuff like that? Because I think a lot of the women are doing better than the men in, in a lot of it, ways. That's kind of the whole point, right? The women are yeah. doing better than the men. Than the men. I mean, like, I I am so happy and I'm so so happy that like the women, when female wrestlers are getting the recognition they deserve and they're actually being physical and they're shown that they're actually able to do like complex stunts that are let's say even more complex or even more better than men you know they, mm -hmm. they do it better in a way and i uh, i'm just like i'm so happy because you know you got like nwa having their own women's pay-per-view and then AEW and impact treating their female versus great you know and I, I there's so much more content right now i would say it, in terms of female wrestlers, like last time I was like, as a kid, uh, I would like wait until 10 p.m. at night and then I would cycle through and watch the entire Raw just to watch like five minutes of women's matches. And then once <laughs> they hit the women's matches, I would go straight to bed. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, no, I'm not going to stay home. I'm not going to stay for John Cena. I don't care about him, you know. And I was like, I want my Maurice, I want my Trish, I want my Lita, I want my Michelle Nicole, <laughs> you know. Other than that, no. And then if I missed out and I was like, okay, there's YouTube, okay? We can still see the matches on YouTube. <laughs> um, did, you, uh, did you watch Ms. and Mrs. at all? Speaking of Maurice. Oh, uh -huh, it was so fun. Yeah, yeah. I watched like a few episodes. I didn't really follow, but Ms. and Mrs. was, um, it was really funny. And you showed Ms. and Mrs. down to earth, really funny guy who's like, basically like your average joe kind of guy that's like a lovable dad and you see maurice is like yeah kind of like semi not to say delusional but she's also like very down to earth, very funny but she's also like feisty in her own way yeah and, yeah she's definitely uh well taken care of like that's how she's used to being is well taken care of yeah exactly and marjo marjo mother-in-law oh my gosh it's like the funniest thing ever it's like family oh my gosh she's so, i hate her she's so annoying <laughs> that's like, kind of the point right Your like, are like, uh, it's right? a lot the miz is fun and he's funny and the little antics that they get into are funny but the mother-in-law is just crazy <laughs> i know right? and then you go you go uh is she is she really the mother-in-law because she seems like um a very well-placed part of this part of the show like it feels like she's an actress because she's so like over the top and she's so like crazy you know like it's just so funny well according to the credits it, she is Maurice's real life mother. <laughs> okay <laughs> there's no such thing as marjo played by someone right or marjo someone someone's by... name as marjo right <laughs> that's very true all right yeah uh so you yeah i you love would... Maurice. as a college kid i always always do her hair flip and shower <laughs> yeah Marie's. i used to you know like back in the day when she was like divas champion and stuff i used to always i, I liked her too she was one of the better you know women and stuff and then when she came back and uh more recently like a couple of years ago and she was like in yeah. the corner 
they have a really good chemistry and a really good dynamic and i really enjoy them you know as a pairing on television i know i know i love her hand poses as well oh my god oh yeah when yeah. she does the <laughs> yeah <laughs> so much fun <laughs> oh my goodness that's great uh we i got... encourage you to do that sometime if someone pisses you off it's fun for you <laughs> my, we got to meet uh Molly Holly a few years ago. My wife was thrilled because my wife is a big fan of Molly Holly. Oh, wow. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah. It was an autograph signing and stuff, and my wife took a picture with her and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. that's so sweet. I don't know much about Molly Holly, though. It's okay. Guess, but... Do you know, uh, how about this? Do you know Candice LeRae? Yeah, I know Candice LeRae. So, uh, in 2015, WrestleMania came to town uh, to the uh-huh. Fortnite Stadium. And uh, we were going to like all kinds of shows. We went to all these different shows. Um, Evolve was one of them, which is an indie. Um, they're kind of like WWE kind of does business with them a little bit here and there. Uh, these days, I don't think they, I don't know if they did then or if it was not really known. Um, but anyway, my wife was a huge fan of Candice LeRae and Johnny Gargano. And so we went to Evolve. Uh, Johnny was on the card. Uh, we didn't know that Candice was going to be there, but she was because, you know, she's with Johnny. They're married now and so they probably you know went to all the shows together and stuff um we walked in and uh you know well i guess when after the show was over we went up to my wife went up to uh to candace and to talk to her because she was at johnny's table and she was wearing a candace LeRae shirt right mm-hmm. and then um candace is like oh you know what when you came in here johnny pointed you out to me and said she's wearing your shirt <laughs> oh my god yeah so we walked in the door we didn't even know but i guess they were sitting in the back of the corner and johnny's like hey she's wearing a shirt <laughs> that is yeah. so cool so that was really fun to like meet and talk to them for a little while and things like that candace before, they is... were, before they were famous you know kind of situation <laughs> candace is amazing right i heard yeah, she, she really is. Kevin Owens and she's like quite brutal in the sense the matches that she was involved in i remember yeah and then when she was in a pwg uh she was involved in a lot of intergender wrestling and like it was very like she would have really good matches with like adam cole and like in these tag team matches against the young bucks and like her matches with them were amazing wow yeah, well, I saw I, I saw YouTube clips of like her getting super kicked by the young bucks. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, she got a lot she of that, man. She got a lot. Yeah, of yeah. That. I was like, girl, she can she take it? She can oh, take it, right? <laughs> oh yeah, she's dope. She's dope. And so now she's like wrestling the women, you know, um, because WWE doesn't do intergender wrestling, and so yes. it's like um, it's almost like a it's almost like a day off for her, you know, because <laughs> she doesn't have to wrestle the men anymore. <laughs> what do you think about uh, intergender wrestling? That's kind of a, a hot topic sometimes. Uh, I don't know. I heard that they're usually quite controversial because it's usually like when you ske- schedule the match, you can't have the men being extremely violent with the women, but you can have the women being extremely violent with the men. You know, there were certain points in time, I think even in the PG era, where like there were tag team matches where I think it was like Gail Kim, intergender matches, like basically mixed tag team matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, you will see like Gail Kim doing like her karanas or something with the male wrestlers. But you will never see the guys touching the girl, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, the mixed tag, the mixed tag, the rule is uh, the men fight the men, the women fight the women. Yeah. yeah. And uh, then in, in WWE didn't yeah. do much intergender at the. Uh, they didn't do much in terms of intergender. Even like the one that I remember was like Keith Lee and Mia Yim versus Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae, where like Keith yeah, Lee accidentally fell on Candice or or 
like they did the DDT or something like that, where Candice right. was like, like part of the side effect. Like yeah, something. yeah. So it was never like intentional. Whereas, whereas compared to like the old era where you have Bully Ray powerbombing, was it May Young? May Young, team? yeah. Yeah, that one was insane. So compared to then and before, it's, it's you know he didn't different. want to do that apparently, and she was like, "Come on, you pussy, fucking do it." <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. Find an interview with him about that. Yeah, he talks about it, and, and sometimes we're like, he's like, "Oh no, I don't feel comfortable doing that," and she's just like, "Fucking do it," you know. I'm, I'll beat your ass if you don't do it. Things like that. Yeah, wow. she was tough, man. She was tough, May Young. Oh, oh my god, but yeah, yeah. But intergender wrestling, it can be done, but yeah. it has to be in a different climate. Like, yeah, probably not now, but in the future, it just because. You know, you can see it as like you know, a man beating a woman or whatever. But like, yeah, because there's there's well, wrestling is quite impressionable on young children. Like (laughs) that's true too. You're right, and you know, little kids are gonna get hurt doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, Uh, there's times where it works. Like uh, I don't know if you saw Tessa Blanchard. Uh, She was the Impact World Champion for a little while. Um, Uh The first, as far as I know, she was the first women woman. To hold a, a you know exclusively male world um, a male a male title in yeah, TNA, a male world title yeah 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 she has she has some crazy ass matches with like Sammy Callahan that was yeah Sammy Callahan Brian Cage you know and and she's you know Brian Cage is huge compared to her but it was still pretty believable ah yeah but then a lot again, of people poo pooed on it you know saying it's not believable or whatever but I, I feel like it is i feel like as long as you're able to tell that story and you know take the audience on that ride it's 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 believable you yeah. know it, it's a lot more believable if you have like charlotte flair um Tessa blanchard beth phoenix nia Jax fighting against men then let's say someone like zelina vega or alexa bliss right yeah Beth that's or, true that's yeah. true too so right it, it just depends on the context of the of the match yeah. Yeah, unless you bring put in like some this in like some kind of fiend power, then yeah, sure, she can fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and make her like if you give her magic powers, she could do it. Yeah, give her like, magic like, powers. I can imagine seeing like Alexa Bliss versus like Drew McIntyre. Yeah, then then yes, that that could happen, right? I mean, she went against Randy Orton, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so, um, who are some of your favorites like of all time, like? I guess it's the more modern ones because we talked about Trish and Lita mm-hmm. and Io Shirai. Like, in terms of like my favorites of all time, uh, there are a lot. <laughs> yeah. But sure um, I guess like it would start with like Trish first, then it moves on to Candice, uh, and then Candace Melina. Michelle? Candice Michelle. Okay. Because okay. I like the Go Daddy dance and I like, like her house team music. It was so Wait, much fun. Did you do Go Daddy when she was in WWE? Yeah, she was like Go Daddy's spokesperson when, yeah, in so WWE. She was, a, she was a Go Daddy girl when she, in, was when she was in WWE. Yeah. I didn't realize that those paths crossed. Yeah. And she did that weird, like Go Daddy dance. That was fun. And then it was Melina because she, you know, she knows how to do splits. And... <laughs> it was, it was fun. Christy Hemi. <laughs> <laughs> Christy Hemi wasn't uh, well. She wasn't really on my radar. I think when no. she didn't get to do much in WWE, but she, she did not. She did. She didn't do much at all in WWE. Yeah, but she did more in TNA. I think. But she, she did that thing it. in the Diva Search where she would she would be standing, and she would bring her her leg up like she would be standing doing the splits, and then she would fall on it. 
Oh yeah. yeah wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. I guess it was like, oh, okay. So that was Melina, then Maurice, uh, the beautiful people, Angelina Love and Velvet Sky. They were That's really so good at what they were doing. I love their duo. Like, I wish I had yeah. a best friend where we do the dance together. Like someone's like when, if, let's say if I'm a groomsman at a wedding and they're like introducing the groomsman, I'll be like, I bring a friend, we'll play the beautiful people your theme song and we'll do the we'll do all the poses where they crawl down and do the pose. <laughs> and then, like, oh, that would be so like, much fun. Behind that giant like kind of thing. You could yeah, just oh yeah, or, or that striptease curtain kind of thing. That was so yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I it was a little it was bit fun. much though when like like literally, the cameraman would like be putting the camera like right up to their asses when they're bending over getting the ring. It got kind of much. <laughs> but I really did enjoy. Uh, I really did enjoy their gimmicks, though. They were they were uh, good at what they were doing. Yeah, Botox injection, a paperback gimmick that was so much fun. Oh, that paperback fun. gimmick was great. I forgot all about that. <laughs> yeah. That was really one of my favorite. Like, wow. Now they now Angelina's on the allure in ROH, but she does the scarlet letter A on the forehead. Isn't was, um isn't uh, uh Velvet in the allure too? Uh, I don't know. I didn't really see her recently. I, oh, I, I thought it was she, Velvet, uh, Angelina, and Mandy. It was like Velvet, Angelina, and Mandy Leo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I don't really watch much ROH, but I just kind of follow online. Yeah, I know. I just follow online too. I just saw one match, but I only see like Angelina and Mandy. That's it. Mm-hmm. I don't see Velvet anywhere. But I think she's retired, right? Ah, uh, who knows? <laughs> if I was with Billy, okay. I wouldn't show my face either. You know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. yeah. I guess like other than that, oh, Paige was fun. Paige and Tanil Dashwood or Emma at the time that was fun. That was a good. That was a good rivalry. Um, I feel like because they weren't they before the Four Horsewomen. They yeah, were. They were that was the, the first NXT. The first NXT yeah. pay per view was Emma and Paige. I feel like yeah. they really like deserve a lot of credit for the women's evolution too because those matches that those two had were incredible. Yes, they, they were incredible. And I love the Rampage. I love... Well, then they changed the page turner, which I didn't like. Then they changed back to the Rampage, which I like. So... Yeah, the, I did not like the page turner either. Yeah, page turner was that basic. It was pretty basic. For, yeah, it's pretty basic for her. But then, you know, we got our badass page for a while, and then it was fun. Then we went to, like, the Four Horsewomen era. That's when, like... I don't really like Charlotte, but I love Sasha. Oh my gosh, I hate Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just feel like um, you know she's good, but she's also not great. Um, she's a good athlete. She's not a great wrestler. Uh, she's a great mm. athlete, um, but I just feel like it's just she's in your face, like Charlotte, 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 Charlotte. Like um, they uh, some website you know on facebook announced that hey ww you know like a root news and rumors thing like oh ww is gonna do queen of the ring this year you know in the next couple of months we're gonna do a queen of the ring tournament and all the comments are oh charlotte's gonna win they're gonna give it to charlotte it's gonna be charlotte charlotte's gonna win it's gonna be charlotte and he's like boring you know yeah it's kind of boring to, to be honest like, she's like the charlotte... woman version of what roman reigns used to be or Roman Reigns is now. I feel like he's always dominating. I like what he's doing now. No, I mean when uh when the fans hated him because uh he was like he wasn't good and he wasn't, you know, he had stupid storylines and whatever. Ah, okay, okay, okay. I don't really follow him. He wasn't Oh, I love what he's doing now. He's so dope right now. He's now he's like what the chief of the table or the head the, 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 the head of the table. The I, tribal, I remember the, the his catchphrase. Ah. I remember the catchphrase, acknowledge me. Now, that one was nice. 
yeah he's such a he's such a bad guy i love it ah. i love what they're letting him do i feel like they should have let him be a bad guy a lot I, I used to always say they should let him be a bad guy a lot sooner um i feel nah, like he uh, should have been a bad guy i think like that I, I would say he plays better as a bad guy than a good person yeah absolutely but um yeah so anyways charlotte so you said you didn't like charlotte that much and i said i hated her but you do like yeah, sasha. i like i like the rest of the three i like sasha bailey and becky i like i like sasha and becky but becky only after she became the man okay okay yeah before that she was like uh i'm just happy to be here i'm energetic you know i'm a mm-hmm. steampunk chick but it felt like she didn't really know who she was back kind then. of directionless then she, yeah yeah but right. then she she went in and became the man and i was like okay now i did that yeah. yeah you know what she really like she she made that like she did that herself like she got herself over that wasn't the, the machine getting over that was her getting herself over that was her getting herself over which yeah. is so um, even more amazing i would say you know because not a lot of people would break that mold like there are a lot of people could have been booked a lot better if when they were in the wwe but unfortunately uh bad writing bit bad creative just you know kind of like does not let some people shine the way that they can they can shine so i'm really happy for that actually um sasha obviously the best because she has the attitude she has the sass <laughs> yeah she's very sassy she's related you know? to she's Snoop like Dog. yeah she's really stupid Dog. she's the boss she doesn't sign contracts she stands her name on it so <laughs> like these little new one this little nuances is like what what makes me like oh my gosh she's such a fully realized character i'm so into it you know yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. sasha's yeah. cool I mean, yeah, she's annoying sometimes, but she's got her character down really well. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's true. Even though she's sometimes can be a bit annoying, but I can't stand her blue hair. What? I hate it. I, I the like heel the turn with the well. bold hair when she blindsided Natalia when oh, she came out the red hair, just cool like that was yeah, cool. that was like one of the best heel turns ever in history. I was like, oh my god, everyone was gagged, everyone was scooped, you know, and I, we were like shocked. And I was like, yes, like usually I would cheer for the villains, but this one was like, yes, that's a good heel turn. Yeah, yeah, that was. I know I did like that moment. I just I don't know. It just it just doesn't look. It's it's such a weird color. It just doesn't look real, I guess. I don't know. I liked her a lot better. It just looked she just suited better with the purple and the red. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she'll go back to it eventually. I I think she should. I think she will. When she goes back to Raw, she'll probably it right again. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. Like to change it up to, to be different. Yeah. I'm pretty sure if she goes back to Raw, she'll she'll change it right. What did you uh what did you think of the Ronda Rousey experiment? Ah uh, it's good but it's not the best i would say like oh it wasn't until the end when she became obviously she became a much more of a heel cocky type of character which was like okay now i'm kind of getting into it when she was early in the beginning with her program with stephanie mcmahon and triple h i was like okay it's cute uh as on the wrestlemania card it's a star attraction i totally understand but did it add value not necessarily but it wasn't until much later where she did she had tyler rain she fought a few people i think here and there um i didn't like her match with alexa though i felt like she kind of ragged all Alexa. A little i didn't bit. like that match either that much um yeah. i did though I, I i'm in the opposite of you i did like her wrestlemania match that tag team match she had with kurt angle and <laughs> triple h and stephanie um, yeah, i feel yeah. like it did add a lot of value 
Uh, I can't tell you numbers, but I would imagine a lot of people watch WrestleMania that would not have normally watched it uh, had she not just been. for Ronda. Yeah. Yeah. Just because um, she was such a known athlete, you know, she was so famous around the world. Yeah. She, like, she, she was in movies around. Do. And the thing is, is uh, the fans. So, so her heel turn was cool. Um, she couldn't talk for shit though. So it kind of, that was kind of deflated it a little bit. <laughs> um, but the thing is, is like the fans, they turned on her because she had such a predominant role and pe- the the consensus was that she hadn't earned it but like ah. i feel like even if she wasn't you know in the indie scene if she wasn't in ring of honor if she wasn't in impact you know if she wasn't training in the ring i feel like she earned it like her her background speaks for itself you know she went to the olympics for jiu-jitsu mm-hmm. she became ufc the most famous i think uh you know maybe the exception of conor mcgregor but i think she's the most famous person in, in the come out of ufc yeah, that's true. Yeah. And so yeah. that's how she earned it. She earned um, her role by working hard and making a name for herself. That's what I think, anyway. No, that's that's legit. Like you know, that's like, not my rant. Just because everybody says she didn't, <laughs> but I feel like she did. Just because she wasn't a wrestler doesn't mean she didn't work hard. That's true. I would say she she worked hard. I mean, they were teasing the four horsewoman against the four horsewoman. Oh, that would have been so but... epic, but it never happened. It never came to fruition. <laughs> it fizzled. I don't know. I feel like Marina will probably get the short end of the stick, though. Um, Jessamine Duke and Marina Schaefer. Uh, I don't know for sure. I'm just guessing that they weren't good, and they just, you know, they couldn't put a Jessa Jessamine Duke, what her name was, what her Jessamine. The, the, what the Ring uh, Bell people call the other two. They could have put her in the middle of Bailey. You know what I mean? Bailey would have, you know, wrestled circles around her. Yeah, that's true. We, everyone would have wrestled circles around her. Shana, though, like, Shana. I feel like Shayna, um, Shayna could have been what they wanted Ronda to be had they not made her silly and goofy on the main roster. Oh, you mean her current Raw? Yeah, yeah. She came out and she bit somebody's neck and she had fake blood all over her face. Yeah, and now she she's just like tagging tag. with my, with Nia Jax. And it's just, you know, Shayna could have been the big women's star that they wanted all along from Ronda. Actually, Asuka will be a better choice, but unfortunately, yeah, the thing that's going to hold her back, Asuka, Asuka is one of the most incredible. Like she's top tier. She's amazing. She is like I will watch the Asuka match over probably anybody else because she's really good at what she does. But the yeah. English, the English thing, kind of holds her back. The, well, and to be honest, I prefer it when she speaks Japanese. Oh yeah, I do too. Than, I do too. Yeah. If she had would have some some kind of manager to speak on behalf of her, mm-hmm. you know, or a translator, I think I don't even mean fun. necessarily like in the ring. I mean more like politically backstage. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because Understand. you know, I mean, I'm sure it's not as easy to communicate with her. You know, yeah, yeah. Like Japanese to, like, is her native language, not English. And you know, you if, don't know. if I do have a conversation with somebody and it's Natalia and, and Asuka, I'm gonna talk to Natalia, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, Natalia is such a sweetheart. Yeah, uh-huh. she's awesome. She's awesome. Yeah. I uh, have you met Natalia? I think like everyone No, has. I haven't, but I uh I have an interview that I'm gonna put up. Um uh, I had it up years ago and you know, I took everything down at some point. I'm kind of slowly putting everything back up. Um, mm-hmm. I interviewed uh, Bret Hart's sister, who's Natalia's aunt, uh, uh-huh. Diana Hart. I, I did a three-hour interview with Diana Hart. Wow. Yeah, Davy Boy's uh, widow. Okay, okay. 
Yeah, it was amazing. It was really good. Uh, I'm a huge fan. Bret Hart's my favorite wrestler of all time. And so to be able to sit there, it was it was a three-hour conversation. And to sit there and talk to his sister and hear all these stories about their upbringing and, and you know, what was go, you know, what was going on when this was happening? And what were you thinking when this was happening? And, you know, stuff like that. It was it was so much fun. Oh, wow. I, I'm, I'm so happy that you get to experience that. Yeah. Thank you. Me too, man. Me too. <laughs> um, oh, wow. It was... So, uh, it was- yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Ah, uh, I'm sorry. I kind of lost my train of thought. Hold on. Let me just. <laughs> okay. We'll play the Jeopardy. We were talking about like Asuka just now, right? Like Asuka, you follow yeah. her. You follow her when at the start, her beginning matches with Dana Brooke and against like Emma at that time as well. And then towards now, I was like, yeah, I'm kind of bummed like how, how WWE is actually treating her, you know? Like, I think, like, I think everyone's just saying this, like, she needs a break, you know? Yeah, I think they all home. need breaks. Yeah. I think, I mean, not necessarily at the same time, because then we wouldn't have any wrestlers, but I feel like uh, the WWE needs to have, like, a like a three months on, three months off, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that kind of thing. Six months on, three months off, something like that, to where they just go away, they kind of heal their wounds a little bit, they kind of get ideas of what they want to do when they come back and they just they're you know they do they do their best uh their best selves. Yeah. But do you watch like Asuka's YouTube channel? No, I don't. Is it good? It's quite good. I mean, it, I, I you, if you're into mukbang or like seeing her talking to herself and cooking stuff, <laughs> it's quite entertaining actually. Nice. Her yeah, her promos have gotten better. <laughs> Oh, years. her promos are amazing. Yeah. I would say, um, but man, her in NXT, that was when she gets cocky. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she got easy peasy, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That would be so much good. Fun. Man, she's had some good matches in NXT. Like when they brought her in, and like she had her name as Kana, and then it changed to Oscar. That was a pretty epic moment too. That is true. Yeah. yeah. They brought her in and uh, Kenta in around the same time, and they did the same thing. And he's been gone for so long. Yeah, I know, I know. Kenta is one of the wrestlers that I wish was wish he would be better adjusting in WWE, but yeah, apparently, like yeah, he couldn't right. adjust that well because he of the language not. barrier, and he misses his family, so he returns to Japan. So check this out too. Remember um, when Kenta, or I guess Hideo Tommy, he was in yeah. NXT. And uh, they were teasing um, the GTS. They were teasing it. He was even like tweeting CM Punk saying, I can't talk to you. I need to go to sleep. <laughs> um, different things, right? Uh, when NX, so when 2015, when WrestleMania came to town here, we were going to shows, like I mentioned earlier, uh, we went to uh, which was the first NXT show out of Full Sail. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was here in town. It was an NXT show, and the show ended with Kenta hitting the first ever GTS in NXT. Wow! It, that place, man, that place—the roof came off that place. It was amazing. But <laughs> he hit that GTS, the the place exploded. It was crazy. Oh, wow. Okay, Hell yeah. I, I don't totally understand it. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think maybe we just wrap things up. What sure. your uh, what's your social media? Where can people find you? Oh my gosh! Uh, you can find me on Instagram. It's called Brandelagram. I should probably change that. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
<laughs> it's quite hard to pronounce. Okay, it's like a play on Brandella Creme. Yeah, no, I love it, Brandella Brandella Creme. I love it. But yeah, I can see, I can see how it could be like awesome because then people have trouble finding you and stuff. Yeah, it's like Brandella Creme. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah, it's like a play on a Bandela Crime, which is like this drag queen, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. And I was like, oh, okay. Why well, don't you do that? Crime is like a saying, too. I think it means like the, you know, the best of the best. Yeah, yeah. That's Crime de la Crime, but it's like Ben de la Crime. Like all the best is Ben, I guess. That, that oh, that's ben, ben de la Crime? Yeah, Ben de la Crime. It's a drag queen called Ben de la Crime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and I guess another, uh, you can find me on TikTok, but I don't really update it that much. It's like Brendan.go8, Brendan.go8, actually. No. Brendan.go and then number eight, yeah. Brendan TikTok? Yeah, and I have a Facebook page, which is just my name, Brendan.go. <laughs> yeah, that's right. it. Do you have any, uh, do you have any, like, things online, like YouTube or anything like that? Uh, no, I don't have any YouTube. Uh, I don't really upload my stuff yet. Yeah. No, I'm terrible at video editing. <laughs> I try not to too for the most part. Uh, the, the the main stuff that I have online is the stuff I did online. That's just kind of still out there, you know. Like I tend to put it out there too. That's one thing that they taught me when I first started doing comedy is like, don't put a lot of stuff online because then your friends are going to come see you because they've seen you online. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Because you, why would you watch the play when you watch the movie instead? Understand? Yeah, precisely, precisely. Oh cool, man, well, thank you very much. It was thank you so much, Sam. Uh, Women's wrestling from Trish all the way to uh, Ronda Rousey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> all the way to Ronda Rousey. Oh, my God.